Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our partners. These are all um, companies that you should add to your network. The Global Community of Women in High School Sports, We Coach, the Florida Coaches Coalition, and Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Check them out and again, add them to your network. And now please don't hit that fast forward button. Stay with us for the next three minutes. We're going to share our sponsors with you. These are companies that I used as an athletic director. You should be using them too. Here we go. We want to thank Gipper for their support of the podcast. Gipper is the exclusive social media graphic solution for the Education Lady podcast. And if you go to gipper.com, their team is going to show you how to create world-class marketing content to help promote your school uh, through your social media channel. Your kids are on social media, and if you're not, you're really missing out on a great opportunity to promote your athletes, celebrate your teams. Go to gipper.com, mention the podcast, you'll get a nice discount. That's gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Are you tired of spending hours and hours with a fundraiser that gives you little, if any, return? Stop right here. Go to snapraise.com slash E-D-A-D. Snapraise is hands down the best online fundraiser. We used it at our school with great success. And the best part is it actually works. Go over to snapraise.com. You'll also find other powerful tools for athletic directors like Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect to help you do your job better. And you're automatically entered into a $1,500 drawing for your next fundraiser. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to their website, check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to showcase your school record boards, your school's Hall of Fame, or simply tell your school story and share your proudest moments. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Mention the podcast, you'll get a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. I don't think I need to say anything more. Go to hometownticketing.com. It's digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, more customization. Talk to the team at Hometown Ticketing. They're here to help you make the best online ticketing solution. We want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school, and our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided that helped them coach our kids up to the highest level. At Huddle, we believe in sports, and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 8 million users. Turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo to see their scoreboards and their score tables in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Their products not only generate income for your department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule that live web demo today. We want to say thanks to Home Campus. 
Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association management platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for things like scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, and a whole lot more. Go to si- excuse me, go to homecampus.com. As an athletic director, I used it every day, and it was just fantastic, and their staff is fantastic, too. To get signed up, all you have to do is go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. At my school, we use surveys for just about everything, for coaches, for parents, for kids. And the information that comes back is almost always positive, but it also connects you with that squeaky wheel parent that likes to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys will connect you to that squeaky wheel, but it'll also connect you to those 98% of the parents that love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that'll let you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're staying right here in Florida today, and we are truly talking with an old friend. Uh, Our guest today is Roy Howard. Roy is the athletic director at Crossroad Academy Charter. That's up in Florida's Panhandle in Quincy. You know, I had the pleasure of, you know, as an athletic director, you know, working with Roy while I was uh, uh, at the McClay School uh, we've stayed in touch now, uh, and uh, he's doing a great job, uh, really built that program up there, um, and I'm excited to visit with him today. Roy Howard, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, we've had this on the books for a while, so uh, excited to uh, finally get you on. For our listeners, we are recording this on October 30th, so it's going to be very timely when you are listening to it. Roy, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up, uh, maybe take us up through your own high school and college days, and then we'll hear hear more about your career. But what's the Roy Howard origin story? (laughs) Okay, so yeah, um, born in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, I went to Tallahassee Community College, um, graduated from Florida State University, and then I went on and received my master's degree uh, in athletic administration from Concordia University. Uh, This is my 22nd year here at Crossroad Academy. Uh, When I first started, we only had one basketball team, one team and one sport. Now I have advanced the program to uh 13 teams and we have six sports uh we have uh bull i'm sorry we have girls volleyball jv and varsity middle school we have boys and girls uh soccer and we have boys and girls basketball at the middle school level and we have boys and girls track at the middle school level at the high school level we have like i said i'm sorry volleyball and we do have, this is my first year implementing girls high school basketball. So we're excited about that. And um, our claim to fame has pretty much always been our boys basketball program. Uh, that's what we've found a lot of success at uh, in basketball. So we have that as well as girls flag football. 
uh, and we're doing uh, high school boys and girls track this year as well, as well as baseball, which is a new sport that I'm implementing. Uh, finally got enough guys to play, so we're going to start our first year ever basketball, I'm sorry, baseball team this year. So uh, those are the sports that we have here at Crossroad. Like I said, this is my 22nd year here at the school. Um, I, I, I love the community. Uh, I love the kids that I work with. Um, and so I'm just, you know, as you can see, still here <laughs> after 20 something years. No, absolutely. Uh, I definitely want you to talk about your program, but let's talk about you a little bit more. Take me back to those uh, high school JUCO days. Uh, you know, what was it like growing up in the panhandle, you know, your sports background, any, uh, I always ask this question, um, any memories from, uh, those days that at the time it really didn't make an impression, but now looking back, uh, with all your experience that you could say, Hey, that moment in high school, that moment in college, that was a significant moment for me. Anything stick out for you like that? Well, I'm glad you asked that because, yeah, so so I played baseball in high school, uh, at Rickers High School. Um, and um, it's, it's funny because uh, as an AD, that's the only sport that I've never coached or had anything to do with. We've never had a baseball program up until now. But um, I've, I've coached um, basketball. I've coached track, soccer, all those different things. So it's kind of interesting, the question you just asked, because there hadn't been anything really – uh, that I can remember from high school that has probably prepared me or um, anything that I can think of that's significant to what I'm doing now. Uh, I will say that um, growing up, you know, uh, and playing baseball in Tallahassee, uh, it gave me the opportunity to definitely, you know, get to know a lot of other people in the other schools uh, who are now coaches as well, some of them. Uh, some of these guys that I played with, um, I was very instrumental um, with the basketball team at my high school. My brother played basketball, and so I was um, one of those guys that kind of hung around a lot of the basketball players. And so uh, when I was not playing baseball, you know, that was a sport that I kind of uh, latched on to. Um, and so uh, one of my one of my football coaches kind of pulled me by the coattail and, you know, wanted me to come out and play football. But, I, you know, my baseball was my love, uh, and so I continued to play that. Um, but yeah, as far as, you know, just back in high school, um, pulling out anything that kind of sticks out, uh, I don't have much, Jake, to be honest with you. Uh, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm born and raised in Tallahassee, so I, I kind of made a name for myself, you know, in the, in, in, in the athletic, uh, in athletics in Tallahassee. I grew up playing, um, you know, baseball at different parks and, um, I played a little football here and there. Uh, but for the most part, baseball was my thing. And so, uh, yeah, after Rickards, I, I did try out for TCC's team. I'll never forget. They had uh, implemented their program in 1990. Um, and I actually tried out for team, and I made it. But I had a, I had a job, um, full-time schedule, man. I just I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of, you know, thinking that it will probably take me uh, further, so I didn't. I didn't pursue it in, in high school. I mean, I'm sorry, in college. So yeah, that's uh, that's just a little bit more about. I hope that answered your question a little bit. No, absolutely. You know, it's always interesting for me to hear the journey and the path that uh, 
uh, you know, we all travel. Um, let's go and take that first break. Uh, once again, for our listeners, our guest today is Roy Howard. He's the director of athletics at Crossroad Academy, and that's up in uh, Florida's Panhandle. Um, we're going to take that break, but we're coming back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank our good friends at Snap Mobile for their support. Are you tired of spending hours and hours with fundraisers that take too much time and give you little, if any, return? Well, you need to stop right here and go to snapraise.com slash E-D-A-D. SnapRaise is hands down the best fundraising plan for, platform out there. We used it at my school with tremendous success. Our coaches loved it. Our parents loved it. And here's the best part. It actually works. They even have a program where they will give you your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. Nobody else does that. Go to snapraise.com slash EDAD to find out more and also to check out their other platforms designed to help you do your job better. You're also automatically entered for a $1,500 drawing on your next SnapRaise fundraising activity. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thank you to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to show off your school record boards for all the teams, for all the events, or your school's Hall of Fame, or simply share your school's proudest moments. That's Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Dot com. Check them out today. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. They'll give you a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational 80 Podcast. Once again, our guest is Roy Howard. He's the Director of Athletics at Crossroad Academy, and uh, that's up in Florida's Panhandle. Roy, um, you took us up through your college days. Um, most of us you know, start our careers out, you know, teaching and coaching. What was your early career like? Uh, what were some of the positions you had that led to your current position as the AD at Crossroad? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, at Florida State, um, I, my major was criminology. So uh, what happened was I was in a juvenile justice role model program where we had to do anything um Whatever we did, we had to do something related to working with kids. So it didn't necessarily need to be, you know, um, in a criminal background or anything like that. It could be sports or something in that of uh, that nature. And so that's actually how I actually got started in the juvenile justice role model program. I latched on with YMCA, and um, my intern director told me, "Say, yeah, as long as you do anything with kids." You, you should be good. That will suffice for what we need you to do here at Florida State. So um, during my um, time that I interned, I was the youth sports coordinator at that time. So I would come from my classes at Florida State, go to YMCA, and uh, my, I can remember my first day there, uh, the director told me, she said she needed me to go out and conduct flag football practice at one of the local elementary schools. And so, because one of the coaches did not show up, and at the time, a lot of the coaches were, of course, college students. So I went out there and I conducted practice or whatever, you know, and then um, that was it. So the next day, 
I uh, went back to my internship and the lady said, hey, I need you to go back out to that school again and conduct uh, flag football practice again because the coach, you know, uh, still won't be able to show up today. So um, from the time that I parked my car and began to walk on the field, I mean, these kids just came running at me. I mean, uh, and just showed me so much love. And I mean, I think at that point, that was the point where I said, oh, OK, I think I may be a coach. So, you know, um, so I finished the program, finished the internship. Um, and as a matter of fact, YMCA hired me on to uh, become the um, summer camp director. And so in the summer camp, of course, there were a lot of different things that I did um, as far as with sports uh, and things of that nature. So it was from that time where I started saying, well, hey, I mean, and and here again, I mean, I'm in my senior year in college and I'm getting ready to graduate and uh, my major is criminology. But I started to think like, oh, maybe I should change it. But, you know. Back when we were in college a long time ago, <laughs> you know, it was best to just go ahead and get the degree. Then once you get the degree, you can go ahead and try to, you know, move and operate uh, around that if you needed to. So and that's exactly what I did. I um, took that criminology degree. I jumped into the school system and um, I became a coach or I became a teacher, a PE teacher. So my first job was at a uh, Christian school in Tallahassee. Uh, I worked there for three years. And then uh, after that, I got hired here in Quincy as the PE teacher and the boys basketball coach. So at that time, uh, of course, you know, I began coaching basketball, which was my first time ever coaching basketball um, in the middle school level. I did some other stuff with the YMCA. Um, and like I said, you know, with younger kids, but as far as middle school, that was my first year, which was 2001. 2001 is when I got the job here at Crossroads. So um, yeah, yeah. I um, once I began coaching, teaching, you know, other opportunities became available and I started a girls basketball team. And so we were successful, did pretty good. We were in the old school, which is across the street. And um, so all we had was the outside court, you know, um, we practiced there and we played our games in the local recreational center. So but you know, from doing basketball and just kind of looking at all the other sports, the community was offering. Uh, that's what led me to, you know, um, get us involved in more other sports. And so I implemented other sports such as soccer track uh, and then, you know, at the high school level. Because at the time when I started working here, we were only kindergarten through eighth grade. Uh, and then now we're kindergarten through 12th grade, combination school. And so we've, we've, we've had high school now for about, ooh, the years are flying. So I'm going to say probably about seven or eight years now, about seven or eight years now. So. Um, once we did enter into, um, I'm sorry, once we did implement um, high school sports, that's when we got involved with FHSAA. So, of course, you know, um, that was a time where I had that conversation with my principal and said, hey, you know, with all this stuff going on with FHSAA, you know, we're going to need AD, you know what I mean? And so, of course, at that point, he he chose me, you know, as soon as I had a conversation with him. So, from that point, you know, I became the AD uh, at Crossroad Academy, but I was it was just a stipend position. Um, and so of course I was still, I had to steal the duties of being a PE teacher and um, some of the other things. But once I, once I became the uh, part-time AD, uh, I stopped coaching. Um, and I think I, I still, to this day, I coach like girls flag football. Uh, and that's the only, that's the only sport that I coached since I became the part-time AD. But now we have a girls flag football coach. I mean, I have coaches in all those positions. So, I'm just going to sit back 
of course, from now on, because this particular year here, I became a full-time AD. So this is my first year as a full-time AD and um, acting in that uh, capacity uh, because there's a lot, you know, I'm an AD at the middle school level and at the high school level. You know, we don't have that many sports as some of the most, some of the other high schools do, but, you know, uh, the ones that we do have, I mean, it definitely causes a, a workload that, you know, can keep me busy throughout my day. So that's my journey um, from going from teaching to coaching to being a part-time AD, and now I am a full-time AD. Well, um, I appreciate you sharing that. And you and I got to know each other when I came to McClay, I think that was 2014, uh, might've been 2015, but y'all were already playing at the middle school level and our schools competed against each other. Uh, it was always great. Your coaches always did a great job. Your kids, you know, very competitive, but great sportsmanship. It, it, when we saw y'all on the schedule, you know, we weren't worried about anything. And you can't say that about uh, a lot of schools. So it was always great to to play you guys. Um, talk a little bit for our listeners about the challenges of building a program. Because, uh, again, you know, you added the middle school sports. You were there adding the high school sports. What were some of the things that stick out for you that were maybe key things uh, that you did to help build that program? Uh, well, I'll tell you, man, I mean, it's still a daily struggle. But uh, one of the things that definitely stand out is the fact that we don't have any facilities here at my school. The only thing we have is a middle school gym. So that's the only thing we can play is middle school basketball at this gym. So I have to go out and contract and uh, with different vendors in the community to actually, you know, play our sports at their facility. So that's always been a challenge and it's still a challenge to this day. Uh, we play our um, soccer games and our flag football games at the local high school here in Quincy. And um, we play all of our volleyball games away because of course, like I said, we just have a middle school gym and it's not volleyball equipped. So that was a, that's a challenge from a volleyball standpoint because we can never really host any home games. Um, so, and we play our high school basketball games at another high school uh, located here in Quincy. Uh, they called it East Gaston and West Gaston, but now since they've only got, since both of those schools um, um, merged, now they just have one school, which is called Gaston High. However, West Gaston still has their um, campus. They still have, they operate now as a middle school. So, but it is a high school gym. So we play our high school uh, basketball games there. Um, like I said, we play our soccer games and flag football games at the other high school, which is East Gaston. And then uh, all of our, you know, volleyball games are away. Uh, I'm gonna look into definitely possibly trying to get us to play our volleyball games where we actually play our high school basketball games at. Um, another one of the challenges is, you know, just space and room for our teams to practice, uh, especially basketball. That's been a big challenge. Of course, we have middle school basketball, boys and girls, and uh, we've had, you know, uh, boys basketball, JV and varsity uh, for the longest. And this is my first year, uh, like I said, doing um, high school girls basketball. So um, that has definitely been a challenge, just, you know, finding a place to play. Um, it's tough, I mean, because in the community, um, you know, our school is one of those schools that, you know, people are just not, you know, jumping up and down to kind of help out. So, um, you know, there's some 
some things that I have to do, you know, of course I have to establish, uh, you know, a good rapport with the people here in the community so that we can continue to use those facilities until we get, you know, uh, our facilities uh, built up, um, which we're in the process of doing. We are currently, uh, we just closed on the new gym. So uh, they're about to actually start um, uh, getting the parking lot um, situated for that so that they can, um, get the get the gym in place because where the gym is going to be at our school it's currently a parking lot so they're actually getting ready to start on that uh next monday from what i understand uh restructure that um so that you know it can the ground can get to a point where we can put the gym in that space so there's been some challenges for sure jake um you know like i said uh there are a lot of <laughs> The, the 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 community is one of those where you know you have people that are willing to help but at the same time too you know uh, the help is not always plentiful so you know it, it, it's definitely a challenge uh on, on on in that in that regard but you know um for the most part I think those have been my biggest challenges in terms of trying to get this program built is just you know finding places for us to play you know there have been other sports that I looked into, you know, such as golf uh, and different things like that. I tried to, you know, start that this year. But, um, you know, like I said, that's a challenge, too, because, the, you know, the closest golf course is probably, you know, uh, 15 minutes away from here. So, um, but, yeah, for the most part, um, just just uh, finding facilities um, is, is, is been my biggest challenge here as an AD. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, you've done a tremendous job of building up that program and having success, you know, with the teams that you're sponsoring. Uh, you know, great job. I uh, appreciate you sharing that. For listeners, one more time, uh, our guest today is Roy Howard. He's the athletic director at Crossroad Academy, and that's in Quincy, Florida, up in the Panhandle. We're going to take another break, but we're coming back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support of the podcast. Go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com, and check out their interactive touchscreen, that's right, touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to show off your school record boards for all the teams, for all the sports, or your school's Hall of Fame, or simply tell the story about your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them know you heard about it on the podcast. They'll give you a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. It's digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, and more customization. Hometown's team will show you how to set up and sell tickets online for all your events, not just athletics, but things like school plays and concerts, school dances, even graduation. And here's the best part. Every school is assigned a dedicated client success manager that's going to provide you hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. It's digital ticketing that offers more. And we want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a Huddle school and our 
volleyball coaches, basketball coaches, soccer coaches, they all love the tools that Huddle provided that helped them coach our kids up to their highest level. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 8 million users and turn your school into a Huddle school. That's Huddle.com. Yeah, so, but anyway. Hey, uh, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Roy, uh, one of the things that we like to do is allow our guests to kind of share their journey uh, with the state association and with the, the national organization. So talk a little bit about how did you first find out? We're in Florida, of course. How'd you find out about FIAAA? How'd you get involved with uh, the national organization? Yeah, sure. Uh, so definitely by being a member of FHSAA, uh, the different things that, you know, we had to do to stay in compliance with, with that, um, of course, kind of, you know, open the doors up for FI, for me to be an FIAAA member, um, which I'm so glad I became. And of course, uh, with my good friend, Jake Boncher right here, you know, just, you know, communicating with him about FIAAA um, gave me more and more um, a chance to dig into it and see what it was about and how could it benefit my high school and me as an athletic director as well. And uh, I think I've been a part of FIAAA now for, I want to say seven years, I think. Um, and of course, um, that led me to, you know, um, become a member with NIAAA, uh, which I am been a member with them now for probably about five years, kind of on and off with NIAAA. However, one good thing about um, the memberships this year is uh, I am actually in a position where I'm about to take the um, CAA exam, so hopefully I'll get that passed and uh, and get that and, and become a, a certified athletic administrator. Um, uh, and I, I see that the NIAAA is hosting their um, conference here in Florida for the first time. So, well, I'm not going to say the first time, but since I've been a part of NIAAA, it's right. always been, you know, kind of in cities that I just can kind of get, you know, get to. However, back to FIAAA, I, I attend FIAAA conferences every year. I enjoy them. Uh, I gain a lot of information from them. There's always some takeaways every year that you go. There's always some things you can bring back to, you know, benefit your organization and my program. And uh, and it definitely has. Um, I will be in attendance at the NIAAA uh, in Orlando in December. And I will be back in attendance at the FIAAA uh, in Orlando in May. But I think those are definitely two great organizations that any AD um, should become a part of because, like I said, you know, um, you know, it's tough being an AD, man. I mean, a lot of people don't know, a lot of people don't understand everything that we deal with. Um, but it's always good to have, you know, um, somewhere you can, you know, go to and kind of, you know, get some stuff to put in your toolkit, you know, and um, and 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 keep around so that you can, you know, toolbox. I meant to say, but you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it, it it's a great organization, man. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm always um, coming back with something that I learned. Um, uh, the LTC courses, LTI courses, I took those. Uh, well, not those because there are several that have come out now, but I took the main five um, back probably about three, four years ago. So uh, I found those to be very, very helpful. And again, you know, it's courses that you know I think every AD should probably take. Uh, of course, to definitely enhance your credentials. Um, 
and uh, continue to put you in a good position as an AD. Um, I think that I will continue to take more LTC courses. Um, anything that can help me, man, in my day-to-day -day as an AD, you know, I'm willing to do. So, yeah, that's pretty much my um, my, my, my my journey when it came to um, being involved as a member of FHSAA, FIAAA, as well as the uh, NIAAA. Um, I, I recently, uh, two years ago, I, and this is outside of high school athletics because my, my, uh, master's degree, you know, um, allows me to work at the high school level as well as the college level. So I'm now also a member with, uh, NACTA, um, which is the National Athletic, uh, Collegiate Directors Athletics Association. I went to a conference out in Vegas, uh, two years ago, uh, and then they had their conference in Orlando last summer, uh, mm -hmm. and I attended that in June. So, you know, I'm trying to gain as much knowledge as I can, on, not only at the high school level, but at the, at the collegiate level as well. But, um, yeah, those three organizations, um, I think they're great organizations to be a part of. And I'm just glad that uh, to have people, you know, in my circle, such as Jake, you know, to definitely help me stay abreast of what's going on with FIAAA and uh, to keep me motivated going every year. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for those kind words. Uh, I, again, you had the motivation, you know, you uh, uh, reached out and we knew each other from our schools competing. So it was easy to share. Um, Roy, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, you've taken those um, required LTI courses to sit for the exam. Um, looking back at those courses. And uh, I, again, if you're unfamiliar with the uh, LTI courses, these are four hour courses very in-depth um, in a number of areas. Looking back at those courses, were there any that really, uh, even to this day, stick out for you as like, you know, wow, I didn't realize that as an athletic director. Um, anything come to mind? Uh, yeah, honestly, Jake, all of them. <laughs> all of those courses, I mean, uh, you know, just to gain the knowledge and um, the different things that um, and AD has to uh, put up with, and and of course add to their to their daily schedule. You know, is is those courses are just beneficial. I can just tell you that. Um, like I said, I I mean I can't quite remember the names of most of them, but I know I took uh, 501, 502, I think five hundred three through five hundred six. Um, as a matter of fact, I have five of them that I took, uh, but. Back when I took them, of course, you know, they were, like you said, four hours long. And I took all of mine actually at the FIAAA conference. So, um, but yeah, they were definitely courses that were very beneficial. Uh, there were courses that um, most people will probably find uh, that there's something, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times we think we, by playing sports, you know, a lot of times we think we can probably jump in the AD position and uh, it'll be a smooth sail, but. No, you definitely need those courses, you know, to keep you abreast on everything that's going on, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, I hope I answered that question, Jake. No, absolutely. You bring up a great point, whether it's with, you know, coaches or with ADs, the expression, you don't know what you don't know uh, is so true. And, and you mentioned that nobody understands what an AD does except another athletic director, uh, which, you know, makes the networking component so important. Let's go and uh, help with that networking right now. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out, 
and pick your brain a little bit. Listeners, I think you got a great resource here. Uh, Roy has really built and nurtured this program at Crossroad. Um, what's the best way that one of our listeners can reach out and connect with you? Sure. Uh, my email is Howard R at G C P S mail.com. Uh, and they can also reach me by cell if they want. My cell phone number is 850-559-3332. Okay. We're going to give that information out again at the end of the podcast. Also for our NIAAA members, Roy's information is in the NIAAA membership portal. So check it out. We're visiting with Roy Howard from Crossroad Academy. We're going to take another quick break. I know that's shocking to our regular listeners, but uh, we're coming back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thank you to Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Tables and Video Boards for their support of the podcast. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, and see their scoreboards and their score tables in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Table. Of course, we use it for home games, but we also used it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. Their products are tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule that live web demo today. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Home Campus. Go to homecampus.com. It's the exclusive high school and state association management platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for things like scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, and a whole lot more. As an athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just fantastic, and you're going to love it too. To get signed up, all you have to do is go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Roy, one of the things that we try to do at the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices with other athletic directors. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that you do at Crossroad that you're particularly proud of that you would consider a best practice to share with others? Anything come to mind? Yeah, Jake, I would probably say um, scheduling. I would probably say scheduling uh, because, like I said, that's tough. I have to schedule for – I think I do it very well, though, I mean, because uh, it's tough. And a lot of people don't realize how tough scheduling can be. Um, I'm scheduling games on the middle school level as well as on the high school level. Um, I, I'm also, you know, not only am I the AD, but I'm also the bus driver for the teams. So I have to make sure that when I schedule games that they're not going to be conflicting with one another so that I can get each team – to, you know, uh, their respective games. This year is going to be a bit more of a challenge because uh, we have a high school girls basketball team now. So, um, and as a matter of fact, I was, I was I was just doing that probably about two hours ago, uh, trying to get all those things, uh, all the bus trips in, uh, getting all the games scheduled and making sure that, you know, um, and as well as scheduling the referees because that's tough as well you know, and making sure that we have our referees uh, at every game. Um, 
so yeah, that's uh that's that's one of the things that I uh, would consider as a, a best practice of mine. Not only that, um, communication, which is tough. That communication, I think, is one of my other best practices, but it's also a, a huge challenge. I mean, um, I try to definitely communicate with my coaches, you know, um, verbally as well as through text. You know, uh, a lot of times we have meetings uh, probably twice a month. Um, I will have individual, we'll have a group meeting, of course, once a month, but I, can you hold on just one second? Come in. Man, I'm busy, man. What you hear me doing? So, yeah, um, that's one of the things I definitely find that has been challenging uh, is when, when it comes to communication, because, you know, a lot of times uh, we, we send out things in remind or in a group chat, you know, and we want all of our coaches to actually um be on the same page. So a lot of times I tell my coaches, just shoot me a thumbs up, you know what I mean? Just to let me know you got the message, you know what I mean? Because if you're not face-to-face -face with them, you know what I mean? Communication can, and even being face-to-face, -face, communication can still be a struggle, it can still be a challenge. Um, but I do think that's one of the things that I uh, have done well in terms of uh, communicating with my coaches and the parents and the, um, the players, uh, as well as, you know, um, officials, um, and, 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 and things of that nature. But um, those are two, I would say, Jake, yeah, definitely probably uh, my best practices here at Crossroad as an, as an AD. No, and, and I can certainly speak to that as an athletic director that worked with you from another school, um, you know, the game times and bus arrivals and, you know, what game it was, was it a middle school game, a JV game, always a uh, very efficient, very well done. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, there's some schools out there that are on your schedule and you're going, gosh, are they going to show up or are there going to be officials or <laughs> what's going on? We never had that right. issue with Crossroad. You always did such a great job. Uh, can you think of an example? Again, I'm putting you on the spot here. You mentioned parents. Um, can you think of an example where your communication with either an individual parent or just parents in general on a team um, help prevent, uh, you know, a mix up or a uh, misunderstanding. Um, you know, it's a minefield out there, but can you think of an example where something you did with communication helped prevent um, that mishap? Um, yeah, I can remember one time where uh, a parent, um, of course, thought she, you know, was communicating with the coach effectively um, and, Somewhere the ball got dropped, you know what I mean? Um, the parent thought the game was at one particular place and the game was at another place and she had the time and everything mixed up as well. Um, I was actually out um, on my route, of course. Um, I do a bus route after after school and then I come back and pick up the teams and then I take them. However, so as I'm driving, I can't get on the phone. You know, so uh, anyway, once I got back to the school, I was able to, you know, um, find that parent, call her and just kind of, you know, um, guide her through everything that she needed to know. I, I, I text her the address. Um, but, yeah, that's probably I mean, there's been other situations, Jake, you know, of course, when it comes to communicating. But anything that stood out as far as me probably correcting that problem. Um, and, and I'll tell you this, that what I just described, that happens all the time. You know, I would think that my coaches have and they have. I'll say that. But a lot of times parents, you know, um, stuff is going on with their phones. They may not have a phone. Or, 
information. You know, I send I send I send home information on you know on paper, as well as we communicate through you know uh, remind and through group chats and different things like that. But uh, it's it's back to your question though. Just finding um, a demonstration or an example of something that I did to probably um, help with communication on the scheduling. Uh, and of course, I've made some adjustments, you know, to some schedules because we do it all the time. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, a coach will call you and say, hey, you know, um, we can't play this particular day. Can you play another day? You know, uh, and I've actually done that myself, you know, especially by playing at other people's places at other venues, you know. So there's always that challenge and the struggle of um Making sure that you know, scheduling is is is, is fine tuned and um, and and everybody is on the same page. Uh, however, though, um, back to that example, if you know in the near future, you know, with those type of things continue to happen, all of my you know when I have my parent meetings, I give all my parents my my phone number. I tell them to communicate with their coaches first. However, you know, most of the times parents are going to communicate with who they're comfortable with. So, you know, I get a lot of calls, I get a lot of texts, you know, and so, uh, of course, as ADs, we're here to put out fires. And so, you know, that's something that I um, I can I can say that uh, has been <laughs> some examples that have stood out to where, you know, I've actually had to, to step in, put some fires out and just kind of keep communication lines open and effective. Yeah, um, as an athletic director, you could certainly attest to this every day when you come to your office. If you don't have that voicemail, you don't have that email from that upset parent. Obviously, you're doing something <laughs> right. You know, the the communication is there. Uh, Roy, this has been cool um, catching up with you a little bit. Uh, I, obviously, I'm looking forward to seeing you in person down at the National uh, Conference uh, in a couple of months. But we're not done Definitely. yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. So, we're going to take our final break here from Athletic Surveys, who sponsored this segment. When we come back, we're going to challenge Roy to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job, but we're only going to let him put three things in the toolbox. So uh, let's listen to Athletic Surveys, and when we come back, we're going to find out what Roy Howard is going to put into his new athletic director toolbox. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Hey, uh, we want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the Athletic Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and an affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve every aspect of your program. At my school, we use surveys for just about everything, kids, coaches, parents, and the information that came back was almost always over-the-top positive, but we also got to hear from those squeaky wheel parents, the ones that want to gripe about everything. And that allowed us to take a look at a problem and keep it from turning into a big problem because we didn't know about it. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. They're going to connect you to the squeaky wheels, but they're also going to connect you to the 98% that supports your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking to a frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We have been visiting, as I said, with an old friend, Roy Howard, 
He's the director of athletics at Crossroad Academy Charter. That's in Quincy, Florida, up in the Panhandle. Uh, our schools had the pleasure of competing against one another for uh, a few years while I was the AD uh, at a neighboring school. But right now I'm going to challenge Roy to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let him put three things in the toolbox. So, Roy, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox? Um, I think for one, uh, relationship building uh, is one of the ones I'll definitely have to put in there because, um, you know, in this profession, you definitely have to have a good rapport and establish relationships, you know, with several different people. Um, you know, like as, as I said before, coaches, parents, um, officials, um, community members, board members, um, you know, at my school, my school is ran by a board. So, you know, I try to definitely, you know, make sure that I have an effective relationship um, with them as well. You know, any donation, uh, any sponsors, I'm sorry, for people that may help donate, you know, from year year in and year out. Um, so, yeah, definitely relationship building is uh, something I would uh, encourage people to um, keep in their, in their toolbox. Um, the other thing I would say is make sure that you, you know, you are aware of the hiring process in terms of, um, Good coaches are hard to find. They really are, you know what I mean? But at the same time, too, we as ADs can help shape and mold, you know, coaches into good coaches, you know, because a lot of a lot of people think that, okay, yeah, because I played the game, you know, I can coach the game uh, and then become, you know, an AD. But at, at the same time, too, you know, um, as a good AD will, will continue to seek, you know, good coaches. And continue to shape and mold um, his coaches uh, into becoming good coaches, you know, which can, you know, also be a challenge as well. Um, so, yeah, hiring, hiring good coaches and just making sure that you, you know, um, establish that relationship. And so that they are aware, are aware that, you know, um, how effective professional development is um, as an AD and as a coach. Uh, that will go a long way for them in that particular profession. Um, the third one, I, um, which is which is most important and uh, is uh, a, a big challenge for me as well as patience. Um, <laughs> you got to have some patience in this in this profession. I mean, you know, you're going to have challenges every day. You know, today is my first day that the middle school boys and girls soccer and basketball teams are playing. So I've already had several calls from parents, several kids coming in the office, you know, asking me what I need. Uh, I forgot this or, you know, how can my parents get to the game? You know, um, you're going to have uh, teachers, you know, asking, okay, where should these kids go um, to get dressed for the game? You know, the principal is going to need to know everything about what's going on on a daily basis when it comes to your games. Um, but, yeah, patience. Patience is big. Um, please put that in your toolbox, you know, because um, we need it. Um, I, I I hop up every morning and take my high blood pressure pills, so that's helping. But uh, at the same time, too, you know, <laughs> uh, just just develop. And, and over the years, I can tell you this, that, uh, you know, I've had to learn to get to that point because, you know, I was definitely never uh, one of those people that were patient, you know. Um, 
And so, but, you know, just, just being a teacher for one has helped me with my patience level, um, becoming, and then of course, transitioning to a coach, um, you know, it, it helped as well. And, um, but definitely now as an AD, you know, I have to have that same sense of patience, you know, to, to fulfill this job, um, uh, successfully because, you know, I want to continue to build on the program. I want, you know, to add more sports, you know, I, I want to become this, um, this really good AD, you know, I mean, I try to strive in any profession to be, to be the best at it, or if not be the best at it, you know, do the best job I can while I'm doing it. So, um, yeah, you know, those three, you know, relationship building, uh, making sure you're hiring good coaches and, um, prepping them for everything that it, um, that it takes to be a good coach and, uh, as well as developing some patience. Uh, I think those three, every athletic director needs to put, uh, into their toolbox. Well, you probably saw me writing those down. Uh, you know, it, it's so very true. You know, the relationship building, and you mentioned a couple of times during the interview, so critical with, with parents, with kids, with coaches, with your administrators, with boosters, um, and that patience component, I, I love how you threw in the blood pressure medication. I think that should probably be standard for all athletic directors. Uh, uh, and uh, just very, very cool stuff. Roy, thanks so much for sharing today. One more time, if one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit more, how do they get in touch with you? Yes, absolutely. Again, they can reach me at Howard R at GC. PSmail.com. Uh, they can also contact me by my cell, 850-559-3332. And uh, if you guys don't have it, make sure you go out and get it. But you got to get Jake's book. It is sitting right here on my desk, and I thumb through it to try and help me out with my daily task as an AD. So I'm so glad to have it. I think everyone should go get it. Uh, but again, yeah, you can definitely reach me at that, that address as well as that phone number. Well, thanks for that shout out, Roy. And, uh, as long as you open that door, um, your toolbox suggestions are going to be part of the third and probably the final edition of the athletic director's toolbox. So, um, you know, I've enjoyed doing the interviews. I enjoy listening to the tools. Hopefully the tools have been valuable to listeners, but, uh, the third edition is coming out probably around December 1st, just in time for the national conference, which Roy, you and I are both going to be at. Let's make sure we connect down there. Absolutely. Can't uh, wait to see you, Jake. <laughs> right back at you, my friend. Uh, and all the best uh, with the uh, rest of the fall season, which is wrapping up and the beginning of the winter season here in Florida. Good luck to you guys. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me, Jake. For our listeners, uh, we want to thank you for tuning in and just remind you, we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational Lady Podcast YouTube channel. Um, come back next week for another great interview and just about every day for new content on the Educational Lady Podcast. We'll see you next time.